so many people don't know. Every time I talk to a veteran, they, number one, haven't even applied for disability. Number two, don't even know what their VA loan is or let alone want to use it because they're too scared. And it's just a huge tool to help yourself out for future building because right now you almost have to start investing in order to retire early or retire at all at this point. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? Welcome to this week's episode of the Expertish Podcast. Today we've got my friend Ken Nash with us. Ken, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Good, Doing all right. Man. Hey, before we get into you know a little bit of the subject for today, you tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 27. I'm from Connecticut, born and raised. Joined the Marine Corps at 18 and was shipped out to North Carolina where I served my time. I was a tank mechanic. Got out in, I think, 2016. Didn't want to go back home, so I moved straight out to San Diego, the the dreamland, and um, started just renting out apartments, just trying to get the feel for the area, uh, figure out where I want to live. And uh, it wasn't about until, I think, my second apartment where... I had met a realtor friend and I had just signed a new lease for another apartment and she kind of got like upset and said, you know, don't do that. Buy a house, you know, get some equity in your pocket. So I uh, canceled that lease. Uh, Cost me a bit of money to do that, but it was worth it because I found my first single family home and purchased that. And that was an awesome process. What age uh, were you then? I think I was 24, 25, 25 when I first bought that house. Right on. And, uh, it turned out to be way easier than I thought. I was, right. it was definitely a daunting process. I was like 25 buying a house. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, once I worked out the nerves and she moved me through the process, it was so simple and easy. It's like, it's like once you make earlier. the decision, it, yeah. it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, it's more, I think people are more afraid going into it than, you know, it's like a lot of things I think in life, you know, you're a little bit uh, hesitant to get started. And when you do, you're like, man, I should have done that yeah. before. I definitely uh, kicked myself for not doing it earlier instead of renting. But there was the process of, you know, uh, wanting to live around San Diego. So it was uh, the free mobility to, you know, check out different areas, just rent and then be on your way. But uh, even buying a house, it doesn't mean you can't do that. Just buy it, live in it for a couple months, rent it out and do whatever you want anyway. Right. That's true. And um, well, I know. So you've been in that house probably two, two and a half years now, something like that. Yeah. Just about two and a half years now. Right. And you got, um, a, you know, a mutual friend connected us, uh, shoot, probably was it two and a half, three months ago, maybe three months ago. somewhere around three months ago. And you were just, uh, you know, they just told me, Hey, this guy has an interest in investing. Let's just, you know, just mm-hmm. connected us to talk about some stuff. And man, that, uh, went fast, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> so kind of, uh, you know, big credit to you that you once you, you know, you did your, you did the right steps, you know, you mm-hmm. found someone like talked about, like got, got, you know, the ABCs started out with some, you know, information and then did your own research and your own making sure that, you know, it's right for you and then took those actions, you know, same as you did on that first home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one went quickly as far as like, once you got started, it was like, all right, cool. I've got to do this step when that was done, you know, cause you even had to refinance, you refinanced your VA loan mm-hmm. out of your home. <laughs> like, as soon as we talked almost like you yeah. got on that and uh we you know we shoot what do we do we drove around just looked at a few things and went over some per- scenarios yeah and then like a week later you're refinancing out of your va loan so that you could use it again 
That was definitely a long time in coming. I think uh, I had been talking to friend after friend about in, investing in real estate, mm -hmm. buying rental properties for probably a good year, two years. Right. And, uh, then I finally met a buddy who was my age, already had three homes that he was renting up in Washington state. Right. And, you know, I talked to him about, uh, you know, just some of the process that he was going through, um, how he did it. And it was definitely more daunting on his side without mm -hmm. a VA loan. Right. So, uh, it kind of pushed me to finally, you know, I, I knew Luis through mm -hmm. my men's group. So it was nice to talk to him. And then he set me up with you. You were able to drive me around, show me a couple of the multi-units that you have. And I was like, I need to get this done. Right, right. So yeah, immediately, finally uh, refinanced my house into a conventional loan, freed up my VA loan. And after that, it was history. We just <laughs> moved real fast. <laughs> right, yeah. no, it did, it did. But uh, a lot of people will get through those first steps of, mm -hmm. hey, let's you know get all the information and stuff and then still freeze up. Yeah. You know, just a little bit of analysis paralysis sometimes and sometimes just a little bit of that fear of like not knowing what they're getting into so yeah. you know credit to you that you you didn't do that i know? gotta say it did happen it was like you know behind uh behind well, closed doors i was like i think that always happens yeah though. behind closed is a difference between behind closed doors and then talking yourself into yeah. making the decision and and just not being scared yeah. to make that well you were sending me the list of uh multi-units to look at and man is it a little scary to see you know the, the listing prices as you know yeah. a single man trying right. to use his va loan but uh i forced myself to realize like hey i have to jump past this this step if i want to start investing and i know everyone else i've talked to you've hooked me up with multiple navy guys who already have investment properties and they're loving it and right. once they they jump past that first block it was like yeah i'm on my third fourth and escrow now it's just working itself yeah so uh well, that's a, that's a good point too. And I think that that, that can't be overstated of being connected to other people. And I try to do that as much as I can, because we want everyone to be comfortable, right? You mm -hmm. want, you want everyone to be comfortable with the process that they're doing and, and, uh, make sure it's right for them and that it turns out the best for them. So there's no better way than to connect people with others that are doing it but for obviously multiple reasons. Like one, they can get another totally unbiased opinion on, you know, how the process worked for them. But also too, that's just more people in your network that you have right. to reach out to compare things, compare stories, learn what did or didn't work from each other, you know? Cause you're a buyer, two, you know, what, two weeks ago and, but now you'll be a mentor to the next person. Right, you know, it's just right. how it works, right? And I am very uh, big on trying to push other veteran friends to do the same thing, you know, to see the same future potential for their their investments. Because so many people don't know. Every time I talk to a veteran, they, number one, haven't even applied for disability. Number right. two, don't even know what their VA loan is or let alone want to use it because they're too scared. And it's just a huge tool to help yourself out for future building. Because yeah. right now you almost have to start investing in order to retire early or retire at all at this point. You, you really do. You know, that's the only way to really grow that wealth, you know, yeah. whether it's real estate or anything else. For me, real estate has been the, you know, the best avenue for me. Some other people crush it in other things, you know, mm -hmm. obviously crypto, some people stocks done great, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, you know, crypto, Hey, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I don't know enough. So right. yeah, I'll play in it, but I'm not counting on it. You know, for I mean? the long holds. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll, I'll take, I'll take what I know. And the rest is kind of like, I, I might as well be when I'm playing with crypto, I might as well be playing blackjack in Vegas. Right. And I look at it the same way. I'm like, Hey, if this money's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. If it isn't, I'll be like, thank you. Thank you. And I had nothing to do with it. Like mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with uh, my knowledge at all. It's a total guessing game for me. But yeah, I, uh, played in stocks and I realized that man, real estate is the way to go over everything. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're good at trading, then that's, that's great. But my, my single family house I bought two years ago, I already appreciated over 200, 200,000. So yeah. 
not that I want to sell. I definitely want to hold on that and rent right. it. But um, that was definitely impressive to me because mm-hmm. I had no idea that was the kind of growth that you would have on a property like that. Right. I'd like to invite everyone to come hang out with the Landing Collective and Expertish podcast team at the Swing for Our Heroes charity golf tournament at the Omni La Costa Resort in Carlsbad, California on Friday, September 17th. So we'll all be out there in support of our amazing friends at STEP. STEP stands for Support the Enlisted Project. And we're really honored to partner with this incredible team at STEP, not just because it's such a great cause, but honestly, because everyone at the organization, they're just generally great people making a difference. So if you're not familiar with the organization yet, the abbreviated mission of STEP is to build financial self-sufficiency among active duty enlisted members and recently discharged veterans and their families facing financial crisis. This is done through counseling, education, and grants. So if you're wondering how you can support Swing for Our Heroes, you can always make a donation or even better, come join the fun play in the tournament. Or if you can't make it out, you can always sponsor a player, letting an active duty member come out and play in your place and enjoy a day of golf. For more information about Steps Mission and for the information to register for Swing for Our Heroes, we put together a website called helpbethesolution.com. That's helpbethesolution.com. Just go there, check out the information. It'll have a registration form as well as the different ways that you can participate. So we really appreciate that. Hopefully we'll see you out there and thanks for your support. Well, what about uh, when you're doing your research, even when we were going through um, this latest process, which which actually for anyone listening, uh, I guess we kind of jumped, we went so quickly from uh, right. a background right into the investing part, which is awesome. But, um, you know, that you, you went from, you know, your single family home to when you refied out, went mm-hmm. into a three unit, mm-hmm. like one, and a, if you don't mind me saying, like over like one and a quarter million. But when you were going through the things and I know we talked throughout the thing of like, you know, it'd send you, uh, throughout the process, like send you information on how to check for, uh, rents in the area, right. How to check for, uh, you know, what the kind of, when we look at what the price is versus how each unit would rent out and things like that. Right. The math isn't hard, is it? No, not it at all. really is not hard. I think that some people get, they'll see like a big spreadsheet and they'll see these things and it gets like scary. And that's a great way to organize your, your numbers and your info. But is it needed? Like it's really simple math, isn't it? The the hardest part is getting uh, the the projected numbers from your mortgage lender yeah. and yeah. Uh, just making sure you stay true to that because yeah. you could crush those numbers on Zillow and it's never going to be what they tell you it <laughs> yeah. is. But uh, once you get that basis and you kind of figure out you know what properties you should be or shouldn't be looking at, um, it just gets so easy. And yeah. mostly, there's not really any properties you shouldn't be looking at because you could always get money out of it. And if not. Like we were talking about, you know, I wanted more of a turnkey property. I didn't want to have to do, especially as a first time investment property buyer, I didn't want to have to go and, you know, do a bunch of renovations and kind of just have to throw it together. So I wanted more of a turnkey property and you definitely warned me that, Hey, it might be a bit negative for a little bit, but, uh, even if you have to throw like a hundred, $200 a month into the mortgage, eventually, you know, you could raise the the rent and make that mortgage right back and plus some. Yeah. And, and you were also buying at the tail end of uh, COVID. So we Very, had some suppressed yeah. rents and stuff that we had to like right. be careful with. Right. Um, you know, because. And the market was already appreciated two, two as much of the as three it is. Units, yeah, yeah. Two of the three units had, you know, renters. Yep. So, and the, of course, like what's, what we're seeing a lot of times is little suppressed rents, uh, 
the owners, you know, previous owners and stuff in a lot of these properties are just happy if someone's paying rent. Right. So they're obviously not raising rent, which is great. Great. You know, they totally bought that property for 500 grand and then build exactly. ADU, and build so they weren't earning for money or rent. So no, exactly. Yeah. So they're, you know, and then during this time frame, it's like with so many people that weren't paying rent, they were probably just happy to have people that were, right. um, but you being able to recognize that and kind of look at a longer picture. And also it's, it's kind of, uh, for instance, since it's a, you know, with the VA, you're, you know, it's a owner occupied, but you're actually still end up with less paying less than you would if you were in a single home right. in a single one of those homes, you know? So right. even with it being suppressed rent or, or just the averaging of a multi-unit when you're living in one, it's ridiculous. And that's the play. It eats up, like, yeah. It eats up more than your yeah. share of the, uh, of the mortgage, you yeah. know? Like I did, I, I bought a single family home. So you end up just renting that out, making money on top of that, and then move into the new investment property and stay in maybe a smaller unit, downsize mm -hmm. for a little bit, uh, get that up and running for you know six months to a year. And then if you want to move on to the next investment property and yeah. look for the next opportunity. So it definitely saves money and makes you more money on the, the tail end because now you have two property or you know, maybe multiple yeah, units that you're renting out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially with the multi-unit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think uh, being able to see the value in that and being able to, um, see through mm -hmm. some of the sticker shock, if you will. And, uh, you know, know that in the long run, it's gonna, you know, just do you so much, yeah. so much value. Like I said, it definitely helped owning the first prior home because, uh, that, that two year appreciation uh -huh. value on the home that I kept watching. Right. Uh, kind of, blows by that stress and kind of helps you realize that you're, you're going to be investing in a, right. a lucrative opportunity yeah. regardless, especially in San Diego where yeah. literally property value pretty much never drops. Right. Right. Exactly. And you're never short of renters. So it definitely never short of renters. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You've seen, you, you almost said, um, <clears throat> when you, I know when you first put it out for, uh, put, put one of the units out for rent, um, you almost just get like overwhelmed, right? I, with the responses. Yeah. I was honestly so scared. I, I put out a, um, an ad, I think a couple of days prior to closing. And I was just trying to, you know, uh, do my work on my end to make sure I had someone lined up for a unit that was open there. And I had over 7,000 views on the unit within a week. And I had over like two, 300 messages coming in. I had, every time I looked at my phone, I had 20, 20, 25 messages. Right. So it was stressful. It was good stress, obviously, yeah, yeah, on yeah. that end. But uh, it kind of made me realize that, wow, you know, the market in San Diego is always going to be booming. Yeah. And it's yeah. almost winter time, too. So, you know, it doesn't even really matter, honestly. Right. And even like uh, like even on your single family or for people that are running out single families or anything like that, if it's covering your, like you were saying, we're not always, you know, we're continuing going up, I think. But we're not always going to have. $200,000 in two and a half years. Right. You know what I mean? That that's exceptional. Right. But it's same as like stock market or anything else. There's times when there's like super quick booms, oh, absolutely. whatever the case is. So that's exceptional. And you know, you, you that leverage COVID that. market was a little, uh, yeah, it was nuts. irregular, but <clears throat> for sure. Good time to buy. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It really was. But with that too, even if it was just gradually going and someone else was paying your rent, you're still making money because they're right. or not paying your rent. I'm sorry, but pay, their rent was paying your mortgage. That's chipping away at your mortgage and you're not paying something and mm -hmm. they're, they're building your equity. And, um, that's, I think that sometimes that's been what I've seen with some of the questions I get from people that becomes a barrier of entry too, where some people think they only want a home run, you know, like, mm -hmm. Hey, well, you know, like Ken, he, he did this. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and I need to, I want that. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. But what 
Ken doesn't know he would have that when he first made the steps. He just made a sound decision and got into a property that made sense to him. Right. And hey, he made good decisions and great things happen. But you can't always, you can't hold out for that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. that's not really what you're doing. You were kind of like, hey, if this makes sense, let's let's go do it. You know, like you, you jump mentioned. into it quick too. Like once you you. It's a very fast process. Mm-hmm. Once you find a property, you pretty much have to go look at it and be like, yeah, you're an A, because yeah. there's going to be bidders coming in fast and in a hurry. Yeah. And uh, we luckily got our offer accepted immediately because we, yeah. we over offered a little bit. And uh, I mean, it turned out it worked out anyway, because mm-hmm. the appraisal of the house was exactly at the, the mm-hmm. offer that I made. Mm-hmm. And um, it was turnkey. There was some issues, but it, you know, it got handled by the sellers yeah. and that was a no brainer. Right. As, as long as they handle that, I was like, I'm all in chips yeah. in. let's close on it. You know? Yeah. And, uh, well, another thing too, when you like, that's a great point too, about like over offering, because what, what, you know, Ken's talking about was offering over the uh, initial price. There was like multiple, multiple offers, but right. over and over, off, over the listing price. But it's great that that didn't spook you either because smart people listing are going to list low enough to bring competition, right? Mm-hmm. So, but some people get so turned off by, you know, you could have a shoot, you could have a $1 million property. And if they listed it at $1 million and it went to, uh, you know, or I'm sorry, if they listed at 1 million and it went for 975, people would be like, Oh, I got to steal, you know, or whatever. But if they listed at 900 or 925 and it went to 975, it would be like, Oh my God, I overpaid even though the same home, same value and stuff. And people get wrapped up in that. And so many people, um, you probably wouldn't be shocked. You've done this before, but, but so many people are like, Oh my God, I just can't do it. I, I, you know, I need to get a deal or need to get whatever. And it's like, dude, you're looking at things all wrong. Like look at the value, look at what it can bring you. And then look at that because uh, you know, if, if things are priced properly, you're going to have to pay over it, you know, in this market, in this market. Right. And I mean, even that appraisal is going to come in anyway and show exactly. you if you, you, you know, hit or miss. And then I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that that comes in before you can even, you could back out after that or you oh, know, yeah. ask for a reduction in price mm-hmm. since the appraisal is lower. Yeah. And um, well, exactly. And with the VA, especially the VA, you have, you already have an appraisal contingency and then you have the VA mandatory clause here in California, which is like essentially redundant mm-hmm. because you're already covered, but you know, that's California too. And probably a lot of other States with the VA and, you know, FHA same cause the government back loans, but, but yeah, you, you don't have to, if it comes in lower, you can walk away, mm-hmm. but you know, Hey, that's, uh, we do have some good protections and stuff like that, but you were able to sort through those, uh, you know, I don't know with reason, you know, and I know, believe me, I know I, I would sometimes, you know, we would be here. I'm like, man, I know Ken's probably going to be sweating right now because we're waiting on, <laughs> you know, say like the appraisal to come back. Yeah. Right. Cause it is, man. That's, it's, it's actually such a fast process. One. You don't even really have like time to process so much of that. You're just like, they need more paperwork, send it over. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll wait to hear by the end of the day. And then, you know, just keep hoping that we're going to continue trucking and right. Right. Dude, the process went so smooth. It was like beyond me to even the stuff that I did stress about was just me getting in my head, you know, and it was just like not even a worry after everything. Yeah. That I'm happens like, though. Yeah. It happens for sure. Well, we try to, I know, uh, you know, luckily we have Maya and a couple other key people that can keep up with stuff, you know, it, it and just to, to make sure I don't miss anything. She just, you know, killed it. Yeah. Always, always, yeah. you know, 
should just give her the company. Actually, she'd probably do better. Um, she, she just crushes it. But just having that extra, you know, having someone who knows it's always there for it and having mm-hmm. multiple people working it all the time just really um, makes it, uh, makes me more comfortable right. working with people who are taking that, uh, taking on such a big endeavor, right? Because I'm probably, I'm not, not probably, I'm absolutely probably 10 times more, absolutely 10 times more careful with other people's money than my own. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying like, I don't give a shit about my money because I do obviously, you know, but, but I may, you know, because I've done it or whatever I have, um, I'm okay with more risk Mm -hmm. with what I'm doing. But when it's other people's, I can't stand for the thought of someone else to lose a dollar. If there's something we could have done to not do that, you know what I mean? So that's where it, to me, it gives me comfort also having multiple people on our team to be able to kind of back that up and to make sure that everybody gets, you know, everyone has all the information and stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, man, it, it, it went, went by pretty quickly. I have yet to work. Obviously this is my only second property, but I have yet to work with a bad team mm-hmm. and you guys, that's, that's probably awesome. the only team I want to work with, honestly, because it just made it so easy. And, uh, especially, you know, the mortgage lender, shout out to American Pacific oh, man. Mortgage because yeah, they, they knocked guys. it out of the park on the other end too. Yeah. Um, the collaboration was just amazing. Yeah. I was like blown away at how easy the process was for myself. It was mm-hmm. pretty, it was pretty much just sending in no, uh, you know, document after document that they need. Yeah. Just the, the simple everyday documents that you need to buy a property. And that, that specific team, man, I, anytime it's about uh, investing with the VA loan, mm-hmm. I refer them like every day of the week. Um, just as far as understanding how to make sure that happens and understanding what underwriters are going to need, understanding what, what hoops to jump through prior to them needing to be jumped through Mm -hmm. just makes a huge difference in that process and making sure we get through it. So yeah, it's the best hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was like really good. Easy, easy one for us too. Yeah. So where do you go from here though? Um, I have multiple thoughts on where to go from here. I don't understand. I don't know if I want to Besides enjoying a little bit of your, you know, enjoy for a few minutes here. Yeah, I need to uh, definitely process this property. Um, I have to say, being a prior homeowner, it's definitely easier to go down to that property and, uh, I guess, assess all the stuff that's going on, Mm -hmm. Um, the maintenance issues that, you know, came back in the report, Mm -hmm. just little stuff, you know, screws need to be placed here, you know, just little stuff. And uh, it's a lot easier being a prior homeowner to, like, go down there and, just see what needs to be done. It's just so much easier yeah. than just jumping into, you know, a three unit property as a first time home buyer. And, but at the other time, at the other hand, I, I almost kind of wish that I could have bought just a multi-unit right off yeah. the bat. Cause it's such a, a good investment and it's right. honestly not scary at all once right. you're in the unit, especially, you know, once you live there, it's like you're on the site anyway. So if anything goes wrong or the tenants have anything to, you know, complain yeah. about, you're right you're there. there to help them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from here, I plan on living at the property for like maybe, you know, six months to a year and then, uh, find another reason to go live somewhere else, <laughs> maybe move up North, free up, uh, you know, if the, the rates are great, mm-hmm. once again, refinance into a conventional loan, make sure it at least covers the mortgage, you know, and, uh, buy another property. Yeah. I'm hoping to have maybe three properties by 30. Like I said, uh, yeah, that'd I, be nice. Yeah. I think, I think you'll be able to do that yeah. in the rate you're going. Um, you're a smart guy. Yeah, <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, I'm like you too. I bought my first property young and it was a little bit scary too. It wasn't mm-hmm. the greatest uh, experience stuff, but it once it triggered and once I realized how, I didn't have the smooth experience you had on your first one, right? but financially it was still a good 
a good decision, right? So the, just that initial purchase decision or purchase process wasn't as smooth, but, but the decision or I'm sorry, the, you know, financial result from it was great. So that kind of like, I don't know, got me kicked into gear with that. And <laughs> what you're talking about, like, you know, being at your property to, uh, you know, see what's wrong or whatever. So right. I will say there's like some plus and minus there cause I've done both. Cause you know, I, you've seen uh, my properties at Bay park, for instance, um, there was a time when, you know, I was like lived in one to fix one, then switched out, lived in one, fix one, and you have, you know, uh, tenants in one side. And then after probably when I had a turnover with the clients, after I'd done that, fixed up both, um, I then hired property management for the purpose of, I didn't tell them I was the owner. I just didn't want that. I, I was too close. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it just depends on your, uh, you know, it depends on the tenants at the time or whatever. But I had some, they were super, super nice, but they would come back all the time. Like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. not even like complaints about anything. Not always just that stuff, but just questions or, you know, whatever the case was, there was no time off from right. any of that stuff. So I just, you know, I'm like, hey man, I'm just gonna like play tenant have someone manage the other unit, you know? So, so I don't want to act like there's uh, never a downside to anything, you know, but it's definitely a a worth the, the financial, you know, outcomes worth that setback, if you will. But yeah. Like we said, yeah, I like uh, definitely networking and keeping a close friend, uh, Mm a friend circle of, you know, people who have similar interests in investing. And um, Mm -hmm. I, I am able to bounce my ideas and my thoughts around with my buddies who also have properties Mm -hmm. and, not even a week into buying that property and you know the tenants are you know asking you questions hey can we do this can we pour concrete here you know kind of just um well to them it's also you're not to them you're a new owner like it's weird too when from from the tenant perspective they don't know if this is your first rental property or your hundredth right do you know what i mean that's the other thing too all of a sudden you're the expert like day one of you per- closing on that property, you're now the expert of being a landlord mm-hmm. in their eyes and all the cu- questions are gonna come your way and you have to make up an answer one way or another. So yeah, that scared me at first because you know I was talking to my buddy about how do you keep that um, anonymity of not being the owner in their eyes and kind of yeah. just being like a tenant and be like, yeah, you know, I'm just the property manager, not necessarily the owner because you know, they might think that uh, yeah. this guy has money, he could do whatever he wants, you right. know, we could ask for all this stuff, but uh you just have to have that fine line of keeping that business uh, relationship with them and not being too overly friendly. So, right. you know, a lot of them are great people. I'd love to maybe, you know, hang out with them, get a drink, but that's not going to happen because you got to keep that fine line. A and little just, bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, keep that push and pull down because uh, they start asking a lot. And, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, fine and dandy. I could definitely pour some concrete at some point, but if you're out in December or March, then there's not really a point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you just got to keep everything on a list of, you know, the most important to the least and get, get what you can done. And right. also remember that it's a rental property. So you want it to be nice, but not, you know, necessarily yeah. too nice yeah. or to spend or blow all your, your cash yeah. reserves on it because right. there could be maintenance issues in the, in the, you know, in the long yeah. run that you have to deal with later on down the road. So yeah, it's definitely a, the push and pull kind of relationship. Yeah, for sure. Like, like sometimes I think utility, um, takes a priority over, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of, I guess you'd say, uh, utility over maybe just the beauty sometimes like, Hey, if you have quality stuff that's going to last versus, Hey, the, the, the coolest new look mm-hmm. or something in your property for a rental, you know, like having that function. And the nice thing is there is a lot of like, uh, 
landscape stuff you could do at almost no cost, mm-hmm. like moving cinder blocks around, just making stuff nicer. Yeah. And uh, I definitely plan on doing that. But yeah, at the same time, you know, keep it nice, but functional. And uh, you don't have to buy the nicest stuff for everything, you know, just keep it basic. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, no slumlording over here. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be a slumlord, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you yeah, also right. like, yeah. you know, like you said, like you can you can make something really nice for someone, and then they move, and then the next right. person might not be as right, uh, you know, kind yeah. to your to your property. So there are yeah, there are some, I, you know, that's a good point too. That we sometimes don't talk as much about the downfalls, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or some of the expenses there are some of the things that happen, you know, obviously the, the biggest expense is, is turnover, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you vacant for a month or if you need to do work because someone didn't take care of it, it's not just the cost of doing that work. It's the time right. that it's vacant because of doing it. So, you know, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's a, yeah, not necessarily. Um, I definitely want to get to a point where I'm making, you know, cash flow positive every month and not, necessarily at a point where I'm greedy and needing to become rich or anything, right. but just to keep it business level and have that reserve savings on the back end, just in case anything like that does happen. Say, yeah. you know, God forbid someone moves out, you have to do some renovations because they messed the place up and then you're out of a renter for a month and you have to cover that, that unit's rent. Um, like you said, you want at least like a 10 grand savings account. Mm-hmm. And it's also not, I was stressed about not having that money in the, the back end, but it's always nice because, you know, once you buy a new property, you get um, that first one to two months free of mortgage right. pay. So you could yeah. collect that rent, the prorated rent, whatever you move in at and save, save all that as a mini savings account right mm-hmm. off the bat. I already have, I think almost seven grand in savings just for the property. And then nice. whatever you make after that, you could just continuously add up and then even put towards future investment endeavors in the, you know, in the long run. That's a good, that's a good lesson too, yeah. to speak on because, uh, some people, I mean, me, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I mean, there's times when if that, that's that, if I, seven grand came back to me right then, it'd be like 3,500 that's gone it's tomorrow. Tempting, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm playing blackjack and thinking I'm going to end up with 70 grand <laughs> right, and right. then I have 3,500, right? right? You know what I mean? But, um, I'm a terrible gambler, so it's not even in the back of my mind. I, I didn't say I'm a good gambler. That's right. why I just, know it wouldn't, but I think I'm good. Yeah. You know, I didn't say I'm a good gambler. I should say, uh, you know, but you know, you think you're good and you're like, this is the time. And so, yeah, no, I mean, that'd be seven grand would turn 3,500 really quickly. Seriously. So, but that's a good point to, uh, you know, pay attention to that and that you're going to get back some of that cash that you want to put away and, mm-hmm. you know, just be lean for a month or two if it's your, you know, first one and, and just make sure you're putting, you, you feel like it's a windfall sometimes with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the money coming in, but put that away and don't cool, treat it as an let, ATM. Definitely no, don't. no, like get that, get that money stacked up a little bit. So you have yeah. that buffer and then you can start kind of reaping the benefits, you yep. know, savings accounts. I like to, uh, think of as just not there, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, if I absolutely can't touch it, then just don't touch it at all. Yeah. And, uh, that's definitely how I want to treat this is I absolutely, if I get to a point where, you know, it's like savings account of 20, 30 grand, definitely throw it into another property, use it as closing costs, whatever you have to do. But, um, yeah, I want to treat it as a business, keep mm-hmm. it, keep it running like that. And definitely don't just keep pulling funds out to go play around with. Right. Which right. Is, you know, I, I talked with so many people who have the investment properties, all my buddies, especially you. And it's important to just like, just keep those funds on lock, I guess. And, uh, um, yeah. 
Because I mean, it, as it builds up to, it just takes on you, you, you can structure it however you want. Right. But for me, as the, the passive stuff came back, like, you know, built, started building up more and more mm-hmm. of that passive. Now, like even, you know, the rental properties pay for my mortgage and the house I'm living in, they pay for the pro, you know, the other right. properties they right. pay and then more coming in. So that just builds up to a certain point before I'll roll it into something else, you know, and I still leave that buffer. But, um, man, it gets, it's just off my business. Yep. You know, I can live off of that more than I need, you know what I mean? So I can just still, still just as if you weren't, didn't have that passive for now, mm-hmm. for now, right? So as if I didn't have that passive income, so let that just keep recirculating and building more passive income and just live off of my, you know, off the business money or when I was in the military, off my paycheck and still doing the right thing. So you're still accumulating from that, right. but you can definitely spend more freely or don't have to worry as much when you have that other passive coming. But then that stuff just rolls back into the next one. Like when I, get money out of something like a cash out refi or if I sold anything or any of that money, it doesn't go into like Jay's screw around account. Right. It goes into, all right, what's the next purchase? What's the next investment? What's the next whatever? So that just keeps turning back into itself, right? Turning back into that, trying to generate more right. if you long-term stocks, income. You want, yeah, think about it as like a long-term hold. So mm-hmm. this is just gonna continuously keep funding more investments. So, you know, right. come the time comes when you're ready to uh, retire, you're mm-hmm. sitting on like, you know, God willing, maybe 10, 11 properties that are, you know, yeah. over a million dollars or if you, if you keep going to the, uh, the now, like if you keep doing that, you'll, there'll be no, yeah, you'll have no issues. You know, it hit I, me when I, I'm, I was talking to my buddy, I almost, uh, jumped on a property before this with him. Mm-hmm. He, he's working on accumulating oh, no, a bunch of properties in Georgia yeah. and yeah, he's yeah. on his like 12th or a 13th property. Mm-hmm. Granted the houses are like 70 grand a house. So right. it's, it's much easier over there, but when we were in that process, he's like, I'm not paying for any of this. All my, you know, my investment account through all the yep. properties are paying for all this. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. that's nice to get to a point where, yeah. you know, your business is funding more investments for you and True. your money works for you, honestly. Well, in a sense, you haven't either, right? Because mm-hmm. you used a VA loan. Right. That's mm-hmm. what people like, uh, some people who don't have access to a VA loan really recognize that like, man, I, if they could purchase one from someone, they would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how, what a great- Join the military. Is. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, go, go earn it, go get it for sure. But, uh, you, you know, and I'm trying, I'm tracking right now money that came from a VA, like when I say money that came from like used a VA, VA loan on some uh, those Bay Park properties. And then I'm just kind of tracking now how turning over that money and equity from that money, how many properties I can purchase just from that without ever touching any other cash from mm-hmm. my business or from other investments or anything else. Just as like almost, I just want to see how far it can go, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, it's, it, when it, wherever it stops, that will have been from nothing. And I have, and I have taken money from that. Like I've taken rental income, but just none of the equities and stuff like that, all that goes into um, the next properties um, or whatever the case is. But even with taking that income, I just want to see how far that will go with zero of my dollars having gone into it. You know, the VA loan just sets you up for life. And for all the veterans out there, just utilize utilize, Yes. Somehow, please, please. Even if it's just for you and your family, get into your one home to start with something. It's insanity having bought my house for almost a half a million dollars, which seemed impossible at the time to buying, you know, a a million and a quarter property with zero money down. My mortgage lender was able to get me just a slightly higher APR. I'm at 3% on the Mm -hmm. mortgage, which is still pretty low for today. And, uh, I paid zero in closing costs because of that. So, you know, initially it was like 17 grand for closing costs and I ended up getting all that money back. 
So you already go back into this million dollar property with getting all your money back. Yeah. It's almost like you put zero money into it and now you just have a, a money making yeah. cash flowing property for free pretty much. Right. And uh, Well, you chose a good location too. Yeah. Let's say, and I'm not even just saying San Diego. Imperial but, Beach is definitely up and coming. And yeah. I, I know multiple other Navy people who already bought multi-units down there and they're, they're loving the process just as much as yeah. I am. And, um, I think they're continuing to make that, that area nicer, especially around the beach since it is a beach town. Right. But, um, also down there, never short of renters. You're just, <laughs> you, you learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How do I answer all this? Yeah, seriously. It was honestly just a great opportunity and legally moving forward to use your VA loan to continue to do that. You can, you know, live there for six, six months to a year and say, Hey, I want to move to a different area. I don't necessarily like that area. Free up your VA loan. Once again, move it to a conventional loan and move on to the next, even buy another multi-unit. And then, yeah. then technically you almost have like six, seven <laughs> properties off of two, two purchases. Right. And, uh, anytime you sell, you get it back. You, right. I mean, we can get into so many different things too. And, uh, you, now you've just opened up yourself to a lot more opportunity for, um, tax deductions because mm -hmm. two of those now are, you know, rental properties, even if, as a living in one as a VA loan, being, being a primary residence, two of those are now, you know, those, those are rental properties. So that up, opens up that same thing um, with the taxes, save those, put it in a savings account for yeah, a rainy exactly. day. <laughs> well, well that, but that's a huge point too, because a lot of people overlook that, mm -hmm. that, that, Hey, you know, like, yeah, that might be uh, more of a return or it might be that you're paying less, but that's still income, mm -hmm. right? When you, when any of those deductions or anything, any kind of credit you get for that is, a, is uh, income. And we spoke about that. Way. Definitely. Um, Jay enlightened me to, it should have been common knowledge, but to open up a brand new bank account for just the property so you could track all your spending, definitely get a, a separate credit card so you could- Makes it so much easier. Yeah, honestly. exactly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to separate my stuff. <laughs> I have to have something different for everything right. I'm doing, you right. know? Because, yeah. I was the same way. I like uh, called Navy Fed to have them open another savings account under the same name. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to mix it all up and mm -hmm. get it confused. So I definitely just opened up a, a completely different bank account. And right. It's just so much easier being able to disassociate your funds with, you know, your rental property. Yeah. Have a different email, have all the emails sent to a separate email. Yeah. Treat it like a business. Yeah. Almost like an well, LLC. I'd say, I think that's huge because I didn't do that at first. My mm -hmm. first few before, like when I was married, you know, it does, and then those are gone. But when I was doing those, it, everything ran into my own account. Right. Mm -hmm. And just psychologically, I did not separate it as well. Then I tried to. You see I the lump sum of cash. You're like, nice. I'm doing good. Yeah, and you and you <laughs> think that you are, but you naturally round down, right? Like, yeah. so if you're getting a thirty four hundred and fifty dollar rent check, let's say it gets deposited in your account, that's three thousand. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in your head, you're like, oh, I just got another three, whatever, and that's it's quick cash four thousand fifty dollars. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or I'm sorry, that four hundred fifty dollars or something extra is like just spent and just mm -hmm. spent and just spent for no reason. It just like for me, like uh, I just. I think you do it. Your brain does what you want it to do or what yeah. your brain will, uh, you know, kind of play to what your, your you wants. You start eating out more than you usually yeah, do. Like, like, yeah. Like, oh, that's coming no. in next time. So I got anyway. the 3000, but that 450 <laughs> extra, um, I'm not even saying like only 450, I'm saying 450 extra from what you would have spent mm -hmm. is now gone, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I kind of screwed that up pretty, pretty majorly actually when my first few, few, first few properties. And that's the power of having friends to network with who went through it before. Cause I, I was a little terrified at first mm -hmm. and uh, the process does move so quickly. You almost can't even get a, a handle on all of it right. through the process. You just have to trust your gut, go into escrow and then make the decisions on right. whether you really want to stick with this property. And um, yeah. I watched, 
you know, some videos on YouTube just to make sure, you know, how to be a good landlord, how to mm-hmm. treat your tenants right. Freaking YouTube, to, bro. Dude, you, you can, can learn do, anything uh, on Yeah, that. seriously. You don't even need friends necessarily. Is that right? <laughs> you just you, YouTube, YouTube yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the advice is out there. Um, I had a friend who did buy their first multi-unit in Imperial Beach and had mm-hmm. a, a little nightmare story. And I learned a massive amount of information from them on what not to do, what, you know, what to look out for. I had share. I mean, yeah, not granted, necessarily a name or something, but share. Yeah. Share granted, they info. went into, yeah, they went into this property. Um, I guess a little high and dry. They kind of had to take on the previous tenants who had been there for like 14, 20 years. So they're long-term tenants. Um, I don't think they realized that the, the previous landlord was paying all the utilities for them. And that was within the, the leases that they had. It was also during COVID, so the, the rent moratorium was going on yeah. and they couldn't kick them out for anything. They were going through all the legal issues with that because they're actually you know, cash flow negative and they're paying a lot out of their own pocket for renovations to the place, first, first and foremost, paying their water bill, the electricity, all that stuff. And uh, also the tenants were like a nightmare to deal with. The, the last landlord was like hands off, wanted to get rid of the property. So, I mean, there's stuff to look at like that. Yeah. But that's also few and far between. I've talked to so many other people who have zero issues. You know, the, mm-hmm. the tenants are great. Put clauses in the in the lease. You know, yeah. say like, "Hey, I want to come check the unit every six months," and that's contingent on you signing another lease. Just make sure you know the property is sound. You're treating it right. Uh, don't not visit your property. You know, that's make a, sure that's you, a pretty big one. Yeah. If you're going to self manage, <laughs> you kind of got to go by there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have the funds to have a property management company do it for you, then by all means, power but, to you. But, but make sure they're doing it too, because right. most, I mean, oh shit, we we saw even during your transaction, yep. that property management company that the other, the sellers were using. Terrible. Horrible, I, right? I talked to the, the, the tenants that are in there right now. I had to take on uh, a couple, le- or just a lease. And um, they said they never, ever saw the property management guy that was assigned to the property mm-hmm. once the entire time they lived there. Mm-hmm until they went and handed them the notification to defer everything to me because mm-hmm. now I'm the new landlord. So if you're going to use a property management company, definitely go and do your research and homework yeah, and time. find a good one. Big time. Honestly, I think property management isn't super hard to do yourself, especially if you have just one or two properties, yeah. get, get the hang of it. I'd, I'd rather know the process of being a property management you know, person that's, before I go and get a property management that's company. A huge, I think that's a huge point. I'm glad you brought that. I, I wasn't even thinking of that, but I think that's, Really great point. One, if you end up with a good property manager down the road, mm-hmm. you'll recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh shit, I see all that you do. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And two, you'll recognize the bad ones. But three, you'll you'll know what it takes to be good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll know truly what uh, you know what goes into it because seventy percent of the time, eighty percent of the time, it's collecting checks, right? right? But the other percent of the time, that's when you're needed and that's when you earn that pay and that's when you earn that rent if you're you know, self-managing or whatever the case is and you've got to do right by your tenants. Mm-hmm. You've got to, if you're in property management, you got to do right by the owners, you know, and, and, and property management companies should be good stewards of the owner's, owner's money, right? And, you know, and so many of them, you know, I hear so many, and I've experienced uh, horror stories of, hey, uh, you know, the lease is coming up, but they didn't market the property until two weeks after it was, uh, vacant and stuff like that. And, right. you know, again, because it's just, they're not on top of it. So I think that's a great point too. I, I do also believe, you know, I've self-managed before. I don't want to do it ever again, mm-hmm. you know, but as it grows, like, because now I don't want to do more, I don't so want to do yeah. more than a few. 
I could see how stressful it can be with, you know, multiple, multiple, like 10, 12 mm-hmm. units. And you're like, okay, I need someone else to take this on for me. But, uh, well, Murphy's law is going to make everything hit at once. Right. right. You're going to have like three emergencies in three different areas <laughs> at like the same time. You're yep. like, dude, I have a, uh, another business to take yep. care of, you know, four leases up in the same time. You're yeah, like, exactly. Find four new renters. yeah, exactly. But, but experiencing that too, just builds character and it builds mm-hmm. your, your understanding of really what it takes. So I'm not, not mad at that. But you brought a huge point. That mindset comes in early from when I first bought my first Mm -hmm. home, um, you know, maintenance issues here and there, plumbing, electrical, uh, water heater stuff. Yeah. I always try and learn it first. Go to YouTube, do as much as you can. If you could, (laughs) if you could fix it without having someone come out and fix it, perfect. And then in the long run, you know what it takes to fix that so that you can know if they're doing it right or, you know, if they're over appraising the job or, you know, yeah, just kind of what it costs. Yeah, uh, for sure that mentality definitely uh, is a positive one to have moving on to a rental property because you know, you know what maintenance costs, you know what to do for the maintenance and uh, you, you know, the value of time and and resources that you need to pay for stuff. So you're not just going into it blind and being like, yeah, you know, right. $3,000 for the electrical job. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or sometimes when it's warranted, you're not going and going like, man, I'm not paying that. That's ridiculous. Right. And then you try to do it yourself and you're out like, you know, two yeah. weeks yeah. and on the and, back end, you know, yeah. 30 or and $3,000 yeah. and, yeah. you know, two weeks of whatever. Right. So but on I think the back that end, happens. you know exactly if you can't do the job and you need to hire right. someone to do it. Yeah. Well, also when you, when you start doing um, deals like this and you start, you know, managing your own properties and, and looking at things as a business, you also see the, the time that goes into that. You understand some of the other things like marketing, you understand things like taxes and business licensing and, and stuff like that, that that um, I think sometimes we forget about. Mm-hmm. Like if you're hiring licensed and bonded, you know, vendors, man, they've got some business expense to cover too, mm-hmm. right? It's not it's not cheap to do business in California. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I think that's that why some I say if you can do it yourself, do it yourself. But yeah, exactly. You're gonna have to pay for the time for other businesses. And just too. remember that that person not only has to do that same job, but there's a lot of expense that goes into just running a business legally to do that. So I, I think sometimes, I mean, I, probably me too, when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, didn't know like, oh wait, yeah, now I see what it takes to, uh, you know, fund a business, you know, and operate a business. So, but yeah, I think that's it. You don't learn until you, or most people I'm talking about most people, I'm talking about me. Don't learn until I've done it myself. Kind of just have to immerse yourself into it and mm-hmm. just get a handle on it and take it as it comes because it definitely comes in strides. Sometimes, right. you know, two, three things pile up at one time. Mm-hmm. I know with my, my previous house, you know, sometimes it seemed like, you know, one, two, three things break and you're like, damn, I can't catch a break. But, you know, it all just, you know, comes as it goes. <laughs> I, even, even with my business, some days I'm just like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I doing this? And then like, I mean, obviously too, we all have those moments and then we shake it off and you're like, whatever, yeah. you know, tomorrow will be different. And then the next day you're like, man, I can't imagine not having this business. You right. know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you gripe, moan and complain when the bad things come around, but you know, a week yeah. later it's all the stress is gone. You're like, why do you even stress about that? Yeah. So like this, but then, but yeah. then that makes you stronger for the next one. So the yeah. next time you're like, I'm not worried about that. Or sometimes you forget the process and do the same thing. <laughs> uh, for me, it'll be, it's, 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 I, I think for me, it becomes the things that are less that they're actual issues, but that it becomes the things that annoy me personally, mm-hmm. like little things that annoy me. Then I, that gets something like, uh, why am I? And I'm like, okay, that's really actually super small right. and really irrelevant to overall anything. But you know, there, I think we all have those, a couple little things that just get on our skin. Like, so when those are happening in our business or in our life in general, you're just like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Um, but then you, then you still laugh at yourself and I like kind of sometimes want to kick my own ass. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? That's like nothing. I tend to over exaggerate, you know, stuff that comes and worry about it more than I should. But 
I guess that's also not a bad trait to have. No, no. Sometimes. Well, you snap out of it quickly. Yeah. I don't know how many times, like, just, you know, just throw out your personal shit. Yeah, um, right. Like, you know, text like, hey, man, I'm like concerned about this or whatever. And if I didn't see the text for like, you know, if I'm with a client or something, I don't see the text for 10 minutes. And then, you know, I look back, and like, oh, I got a message from Ken. And then it's like, there's always a second message from like seven minutes after the first. I'm like, oh, man, I figured out, you know what? No worries. I, I, I totally get it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, I think we all have that, especially with new things where it's like, Hey man, just takes a minute sometimes to settle in, right? I did a fair share of that during this process of texting you or Maya, like, oh my God, I need help with this like immediately. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, never mind, just figure it out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, and there's even times when you hadn't even been able to text me that yet. I'm just like, hey man, what do you need, brother? Or I give you a call and you're just like, oh, I got it, man. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. You know, it's, but, uh, but that's natural too. Mm -hmm. It's like, shit, I do it. Like, with Maya, you know, like I'll be doing stuff on my own. She'll be like, you know, kind of like running all the stuff that she runs, which is everything. And I'll just be like, oh shit, man, what's up with this? Hey, did we get this, this, this? She's like, I've already handled it all. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. You know, and usually that was the case, even with your stuff, you know, there, there's just so many, it's really just mostly a big communication piece, right? There's so mm -hmm. many things to communicate or, you know, and to piece between playing telephone with another agent to the seller, to whatever the case is. So having that, um, someone like that to, kind of right. bridge that gap makes it so much easier but man i'm the same like even on day-to-day -day, like shit man i've got to hurry up and get this done and then half the time half the time or i gotta get to this and take a look at this half the time by the time i'm able to get out of uh say a meeting you know with a client or a you know listing presentation or something and you get there and it's like oh it's already done thanks thanks got it you know yeah. so i think we all do that we add a little stress to ourselves that's why it's nice to have a good team to help you because yeah that's true I, know I wouldn't be doing this without, without our team. I wouldn't have done this without you guys. So, <laughs> oh man, you would have done it. You would have done it. Hopefully, you wouldn't have had as good of ex no. Hopefully, you would have. But, um, <laughs> but no, 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 man, you would have still done it because I think that people that have that drive to learn, like this, because mm -hmm. you want to, you had the drive to learn more and to do the next step and to grow. And I and I think that that's just like an innate quality for a lot of people. Some people learn along the way, but hopefully, uh, other people listening will kind of hear your story and do the same, you know, mm -hmm. wherever they are, go, cool, shit, man. Even if it's not for me now, or I can't do it now, take those steps to find out if right. you can and when you can, because if you don't talk to someone who can point you in the right direction, you won't get there, right? Like, you know, if you're not certain about it, you're not gonna get there if you don't talk to someone who can point you there. Like you need to do step A, B, and C before you can do this mm -hmm. and you're good. At least then it's up to you and you can make those steps if you want. But if you don't make that first step to talk to someone or get some of that information, it just doesn't happen. That's very true, honestly. Cause it took me like a year, two years, just talking to people. And you know, I think two years ago, I didn't have any friends at that time that was doing, you know, uh, mm -hmm. investment property. So it did right. take meeting a couple of people like, yeah, the process isn't, you know, terrible. You know, right. you already have a home, you know, the process, just do it, jump mm -hmm. in on it. And I think it took waiting to talk to Luis and then you, he, uh, networked me with you mm -hmm. and then you were like, let's do it. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready. It's been <laughs> a long time in coming. I'm too ready to do this. So let's just right. do it. And no, uh, I love that part. Yeah. I, I would do that. I mean, it's, it's more moving pieces, more stuff, but I would do, I, man, I'll, I'll take that extra time to do investment properties over yeah. uh, single family home, which I mean, it's still, it's great. Like it's, you got to start, right. but it's just like, that's more motivating to me because I, I know the impact it has on people and stuff. So I love that part. So yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. It was I'm, a good time. I'm excited for the next, honestly. All right. <laughs> for sure. In due time. Yeah. Enjoy this one. Enjoy yeah. your win first. You know what yeah. I mean? Get, get, the, get your feet back under you. Enjoy that one. But man, I'm, I'm just super impressed that you, 
you, uh, you rarely do, does someone reach out and start that process and get through it so quickly. And, uh, I think we have more than our fair share. I don't know if it's maybe partly because of, you know, so many of them are military clients that are like, Hey, once they decide, you know, it's, it's happening, it's, mm-hmm. it's happening. And they're I think just veterans just talking veterans into it just helps so much because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a community of awesome guys who aren't really lying. They're just being as right. truthful as possible. Like, Hey man, this is how you utilize the benefits that you get from the military yeah. and do it. Yeah. Cause if you don't, other people will. And you know, you'll sure. be wondering why you're on the back end, not, not making money or, you know, right. wealth and investments. So, right now that's true. That's true. Uh, I think veterans do share a, fairly fr- freely, you know right. what I mean? They're not trying to hold a secret and stuff, but, um, but yeah, yeah, man, you jumped on it quick. A lot of our clients do, and I, I'm just super appreciative of that because it's fun. Thank you. You know, you know, and it's, uh, just cause you also, also too, once you see the light bulb start to come on in someone's eyes or, uh, you know, you see like, Oh shit, man, he's, he's kind of got it. Mm-hmm. If they kind of didn't just kind of veer away and get a little scared, you're like, kind of feel like, Oh man, I just missed making an impact mm-hmm. on that that person or whatever, you know? So when they, when they jump in, cause you'll be able to make far larger impact than I'll ever make. You know what I mean? Because you will be able to tell the next person, the next person, the next person, you know, at, at such a young age, starting to really, really invest, not just your first home, but really start to invest in these things. You can make a huge impact to a lot of people. And I think that's huge. You know, that's, that's just, and I do that every veteran I meet, I immediately start talking about <laughs> benefits, right? As you should, unbeknownst as you should. to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. But and in stride, I, some of my tenants are military and I don't, I don't want yeah, to push them out of renting too fast. Yeah. Yeah, hey, whatever, you know, push them to buy and just bring another one in and do the but same, yeah, them, you know, all the but way through. Let them know when you ever get to the, you know, the place where you're, you're done moving, start buying property because mm-hmm. those benefits are given to you for a reason. Right. And if you don't use them, then you're going to be wasting out on so much time where you could have been accruing that money on appreciation value. Right. That's big, man. That's huge. I, I, I like to think that no one should be renting unless they're renting for me, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of a good rule of thumb. <laughs> if they're paying rent for me, to me, it's, it's cool. Other right. than that, you know, it shouldn't be. No, that's not that totally true. We talked before, like there's times when I've rented because I wanted to live in a certain area, do a certain thing short term, you know, um, I do feel like that things. sometimes still. Yeah, no, hundred percent. At like one I've point I'm, back I'm, and yeah. from Japan and I was like, Hey, I'm going to rent in this area. Cause I know I don't want to buy in this area. I know I don't want to live in this area long-term, but I want to <laughs> live here for extra. <laughs> well, for me, there's one time downtown cause I, I don't really love downtown, but let me just do it for a short period of time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, but you're right. Like, you know, another time where it was an area I didn't, you know, would be fun for a little bit of time. I knew I didn't want to stay, but let's do it now mm-hmm. because I just got back and then I can buy later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so don't Honestly, wrong. Yeah, I, I, don't, I appreciate a good rental sometimes, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't finally feel as bad wanting to rent again sometimes because mm-hmm. you already had made that investment in property. So you're already having mortgages being paid for mm-hmm. you. So you're almost like your own central bank. People are paying you to keep these assets that are appreciating. And yeah. You're just never going to be shy of money in the future. Yeah. Hopefully. True. Another good time to run is like when you get start for me a couple of the last time was before I bought this place when I'm like, okay, I've got, um, I'm almost ready to, you know, I've almost put a, put, put away. I've almost got what I need to do for the next property or I'm in a position I'm ready for the next one so I can rent, do what I want, but rent. So I'm like not tied into something, you right. know what I mean? And then, okay, cool. And then my timing's right. And then I can go out and jump on the next one. So man, there's time for everything, mm-hmm. you know? I, I, we, we joke around sometimes about like, dude, why rent and stuff, but man, whatever you got to do what you got to do yeah. and, and do what you enjoy and do what's right for you at the time. But, but still invest in something, dude, even if it's not real estate, invest in something. Yeah. 
I wish I invested earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did Famous it pretty words. early, man. You did yeah. it pretty early, so don't even sweat it, man. Um, it is, yeah, it's daunting. But if you have the VA loan, definitely invest because it's a no-brainer. Zero down to put, you know, your money back in your own pocket is huge. Yeah. Granted, is. I would have had to pay two fifty to three three hundred and fifty thousand just to buy this property if I didn't have a VA loan, and that's right. that's insane. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Really insane. gives it really does give us an opportunity to get ahead. Yep. You know. So that's, and that's something to look at too, when people think about negative cash flow for someone else to get in that property, what they would have to put down right. versus putting nothing down and then thinking you're negative or something that's, you know, right. it's just crazy what's out there. So no, I'm glad that you were able to make that step, man. Hopefully you will lead a lot of other people wherever you end up <laughs> doing the same thing. Looking forward to it. Right on. Uh, what about, how about give us I I don't know, man, give us like your one main positive from uh any of this experience like your first home or your second you know this investment purchase or and then also your uh probably your biggest hurdle or your biggest uh like oh shit i'm not good at thinking on the fly sometimes but i'll, I'll try that's all think. good uh, you have another whiskey you'll be all right yeah right <laughs> um i think the biggest positive is just honestly we've, it's pretty redundant just not paying someone else that money that you're paying to live there you know right. it's, it's almost crazy you're just putting the money back into your own pocket and that's huge you're not paying you know a bank or a, a company the money that you'll never get back especially i mean in places like san diego you know it definitely differs from city or state to state but one bedroom apartment in san diego i was paying 22.80 a month i bought my first single family home and i was paying i, I did refi twice to get yeah. the the mortgage down i was paying 21.80 a month on the on a single family home and not right. living in an apartment paying it you know into my own pocket and working on building that equity and that's huge yeah. uh one negative is i guess all the maintenance falls in you so you don't have a maintenance man that you could just call and, and fix it all but uh that's all fine and dandy you're still making money and being smart about it and learning too in the future right becoming that uh financially stable businessman that you want to be yeah now it's huge man well, hey, I don't want to, you know, take up your whole day. Well, and we still have a beer to finish, but um, it wouldn't be right if I didn't at least make, you know, one joke about the fact that if a Marine can do it, like everyone can, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I, have to, I have to make that for, you know, the, the production company for the podcast or, uh, you know, it's mostly all Marines. So got to make that joke so they get to listen to it when they uh, put this together. I get shit on in this Navy, Navy big environment, you know, it's okay. uh, well, I mean, if you, you know, if you do your next investment up North a little bit between, you know, somewhere True. between Miramar and, uh, Oceanside, you know, up at Pendleton, then you'll just, you'd be shitting on the Navy. So it's all yeah. good. True. Yeah. you get your, you get your revenge, man. One day. Uh, well, you get your revenge now because you're renting probably to a bunch of Navy dudes half the time. I am. So it yeah, feels so good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Talk That's all the shit revenge. you want. It's working on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, man. But thank you seriously for your time. And thanks for sharing to people because I know like, you know, this isn't your, your thing. I know you're probably like, you know, when you got here, like, ah, talking on, you know, recording this, putting it out to everyone. But I think that, that uh, I don't know, I just think it makes a bigger impact from someone like yourself who's young, getting started, just went through it than me telling people what they could or didn't do, man. Right. So I appreciate that. I'm also very transparent. So if, uh, you know, if you ever need advice in the future, feel free to give my number out to veterans or anyone who just needs information. It's not a dating show, bro. Hey, yeah. hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just, just trying kidding. to help people out, man. <laughs> just kidding, man. <laughs> 
Just kidding. But no, for real, I think that's a, that, that's a big thing. Just yeah. like, you know, I connect you with a few people and I think a lot of people would love to, uh, you know, talk with you about that, especially, you know, getting started out. So, um, I'll definitely take you up if anyone reached out to that. So if anyone, you know, has questions or wants to, you know, uh, be connected with Ken, just to see like, you know, kind of what he went through going from, you know, zero to four properties in the matter of two and a half years, essentially, Crazy. you know, it's pretty, pretty fast, especially in the San Diego market. So, you know, reach out to, you know, or you can just go to, uh, com, and there's, you know, uh, information there. You can you know, fill out, send a message to us, um, or just send a message to Jay at expertishpodcast.com and let me know that you want to, you know, be connected with Ken. I will connect you with him and, you know, you guys should share some of those stories and hopefully he'll get you off the fence and into <laughs> investing one way or another, at least on the right track. Right. Yeah. Awesome, man. Always open. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.